Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is May 12th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to continue in the story of the laborers of the vineyard. If you'll remember in that story, we have a master of the vineyard who promises to pay the laborers a penny for a day's wage. And then later in the day, he goes and hires more people and then later more people and then later more people until he hires someone right before quitting time. And when it comes time to pay everyone, he pays them all equally. And those who had been there all day were upset and angry. Yesterday, we talked about the things that we could learn from the fellow laborers, about our responsibility to rejoice with others, to end comparison and envy in our lives that often can plague us. I shouldn't speak for you. It can often plague me. But today I want to talk about the actual Lord of the vineyard, his compassion and his mercy, the love that he shows to everyone, and what we can learn about our Father in heaven based on this parable and based on the Lord of the vineyard and his equal and fair treatment to everyone. So to start out, I wanted to play the second portion of Elder Holland's talk on this parable and see what he says about the Lord of the vineyard and what he can teach us about our Father in heaven. Here's what he said. This parable, like all parables, is not really about laborers or wages any more than the others are about sheep and goats. This is a story about God's goodness, his patience and forgiveness, and the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a story about generosity and compassion. It is a story about grace. It underscores the thought I heard many years ago that surely the thing God enjoys most about being God is the thrill of being merciful. Especially to those who don't expect it and especially feel they don't deserve it. I do not know who in this vast audience today may need to hear the message of forgiveness inherent in this parable. But however late you think you are, however many chances you think you've missed, however many mistakes you feel you've made, or talents you think you don't have, or distance from home and family and God you feel you have traveled, I testify that you have not traveled beyond the reach of divine love. It is not possible for you to sink lower than the infinite light of Christ's atonement shines. Whether you are not yet of our faith or were once with us and have not remained, there is nothing in either case you have done that cannot be undone. There is no problem which you cannot overcome. There is no dream that in the unfolding of time and eternity cannot yet be realized. Even if you feel you are the lost and last laborer of the eleventh hour, the Lord of the vineyard still stands beckoning. Come boldly to the throne of grace and fall at the feet of of the Holy One of Israel. Come and feast without money and without price at the table of the Lord. I especially make an appeal for husbands and fathers 
priesthood bearers or prospective priesthood bearers to, as Lehi said, awake and arise from the dust and be men. Not always, but often. It is the men who choose not to to answer the call to come join the ranks. Women and children frequently seem more willing. Brethren, step up. Do it for your sake. Do it for the sake of those who love you and are praying that you will respond. Do it for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ, who paid an unfathomable price for the future he wants you to have. My beloved brothers and sisters, to those of you who've been blessed by the gospel for many years because you were fortunate enough to find it early, and to those of you who've come to the gospel by stages and phases later, and finally, to those of you, member or not yet member, who may still be hanging back, to each of you, one and all, I testify of the renewing power of God's love and the miracle of His grace. His concern is for the faith at which you finally arrive, not the hour of the day in which you got there. So if you've made covenants, keep them. If you haven't made them, make them. If you've made them and broken them, repent and repair them. It is never too late, so long as the master of the vineyard says there is time. Please listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit telling you right now, this very moment, that you should accept the atoning gift of the Lord Jesus Christ and enjoy the fellowship of his labor. Don't delay. It's getting late. That's really the most beautiful thing about this parable is that it teaches us about the love and the mercy of our Father in heaven. It's interesting these laborers are so busy saying that's not fair that they don't realize how grateful they should be that it's not fair. In our lives, sometimes we might feel like things are unfair or that things are unjust, but my friends, I with all my heart express gratitude to my Father in heaven that this life is not fair. If it were fair, I would suffer my own sins. If it were fair, I would have zero chance of returning back to my Father in heaven. So these laborers are right, it's not fair. But the injustice swings towards the side of the Savior. It wasn't fair for Him. A perfect God who came to earth to suffer for our sins. It's not fair, it's not just. But I thank God that it is not just, that it's not fair, because fairness and justice would not bode well for me. It would leave me stuck in my sins and stuck in a place where I don't want to be. It's that injustice that allows me salvation. It's that injustice that allows me exaltation, and I am so grateful for it. Here, these laborers complained that things weren't fair or that things weren't just, But instead of complaining that God was merciful and kind to others, I thank him and I praise him that he extends that same kind of mercy to you and I. 
I love what Elder Holland says that probably one of the greatest things about being a father in heaven is the opportunity that he has to show that mercy and that kindness. However, I think it's really important that we understand that God is still a just God. He has to be just or else he would cease to be God. But he is able to extend mercy because of the injustices done to the Savior. Because of the Savior's atonement, God is able to grant mercy because the price was paid. So this parable teaches us that God extends grace and mercy, but it also teaches us that we should be extending grace and mercy as well. In The Merchant of Venice, William Shakespeare wrote, The quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. My friends, as we grant mercy, we are blessed. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. As we see the gifts and the blessings that others receive, and as we rejoice with them, as we extend mercy, as our Father in heaven extends it, we are better able to receive that mercy, that grace, that compassion for ourselves as well. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.